Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Queen Made of Light, the podcast, and I'm your host, Sierra Elise Harris. Wow, it has been a time, and it's been a cute little minute, if I do say so. Um, July was probably one of the worst months I've had in a really, really long time. We were dealing with uh, changing apartments. I moved from Harlem, and I now live in Williamsburg. It was a disaster, flooding. One of the scariest things about living in New York City is having a landlord that is unresponsive, or having a landlord who whose voicemail box is always full. I mean, the things that we put up living with living in this city and <laughs> the way that these landlords take advantage of us, it is a really big problem. Um, so July was a lot of moving around. Um, I had a cute little job, if any of you guys saw that, which was really, really fun, uh, working on a new show. And I was also dealing with being what a friend of mine called displaced, which is a really terrible feeling, not really feeling like you belong anywhere, you know, kind of living out of my suitcase again, like back to like my life on tour, except not as exciting. Um, and doing that in the city is really scary because it already is a foreign place to me that I'm still kind of simmering into and figuring out what home is. Um, and then not really having a place to belong in a place to decompress was really, really challenging. And I was also dealing with this like knee thing uh, and I had to go to physical therapy for it. So it really was one of those months that one thing happened and then another thing happened and there was truly like no relief. Like, uh, like literally break down crying in the middle of the street once because I tried to get a place and they didn't take my insurance. Like just everything just everything was going wrong and it was one thing after the other and it was a really tumultuous time for me that I finally have begun to simmer down. I moved to Brooklyn. I'm, you know, I finally have a place. Everything's kind of coming into its own and coming together and I'm just excited to be alive. I'm excited to not be worried about where I'm going to sleep that night and I'm excited to not have a knee problem anymore, you know? So sometimes life gives you these really crazy situations where nothing feels like it's going right. And then when you make it out of that mountain, you're like, wow, like I'm just glad to be laying down in this bed. I'm just glad uh, that I was able to make a meal for myself tonight. So really August for me <laughs> so far has been just like really celebrating the simple joys because I'm not going through that struggle anymore and, and that constant um, feeling of everything going wrong. It really sucks to live in a vibrational currency where nothing good is happening. And so now that I'm finally out of that, I feel like August is just my month to just be me, to be relieved, to, to embrace the simple joys and embrace the simple truths and relax. And so... <laughs> Here I am back on the podcast, back with another topic that I have been dealing with, that I am always dealing with, and it's a really frustrating thing for me because, you know, like I'm sure a lot of people who listen to this podcast, I am avidly working on myself. I am avidly, uh, consciously taking apart practices that I've, that have kind of cons uh, contributed to the way that I think about myself. I'm constantly unlearning. I'm constantly reading books. I'm, you know, I've got a really friend, a good friend circle that inspires me. Like I'm always looking for new ways to be better and new ways to love myself. And I'm not afraid of doing the work, right? I think like a huge part of that is being brave enough to say like, yeah, this is going to be uncomfortable and 
I'm going to really get down to some things that I've kept hidden even from myself, but I'm ready to do that because I'm ready to be me at my fullest potential. And I feel like I've, I'm somebody who I've kind of been on this journey for quite some time. Uh, but I do have a crippling, debilitating fear of self-doubt. And it's really frustrating. And the more I talk about it, the more I realize that I've kind of turned into someone who sometimes I just feel like things will never be enough. If I achieve something new or if I if something great happens into my life, I find some way to self-sabotage self myself. And I find ways to diminish my worth and diminish the thing that I should be proud of that I'm doing. And it's just this thing that it's like, wow, when will it be enough? Like, when will I finally feel like you've made, you know, you've, you've climbed all these mountains and you finally made it to the top. You know, you've crossed off things off your bucket list, yet you're just thinking about all the things that other people are doing or all the things that you could be doing with your time. And so I, I want to have a conversation about that. I want to get down to the root of why we have these lies and what the truths to these lies actually are and where they come from and ways that we can combat that and ways that we can really live at life with our fullest potential. I think this is something that gets harder and harder in your 20s. I think it's, you know, your 20s is all about failing and figuring out what you're good at and feeling, figuring out what you're passionate about and then just kind of allowing yourself to be bad at it because you love it so much that you want to do it. And I think so many things get in the way from just that. So that's where the inspiration for this episode came from. Uh, and I can't wait to get into it because this one's really weighing heavily on my mind. So I hope this is a good one for you too. Let's get into it. Okay, so the way this episode is gonna work is I'm gonna list a lie. This might be a lie that you relate to or universal lie, but I'm definitely gonna get really personal because these are definitely lies that I tell myself. Uh, and then I'm gonna tell you the truth of it. So lie number one, a lie that we sometimes tell ourselves is there can only be one. And I personally think this lie comes from this idea that we feel like in order to do something, we need to be the best at it and we need to be the most unique at it. And there's this idea that we can't just experience our hobbies, experience our passions without validating them in the sense that they're better than the way other people do them. And I think it's just kind of the hustle and grind mentality and the Instagram mentality and wanting to be everybody's favorite blank, that it actually takes us away from just experiencing things that we like to do because we're worried about the way that they'll be perceived. And I think, I mean, no, this sounds super cheesy and it's way easier said than believed, but we are all uniquely, wonderfully, individually, specifically made by God, the universe, whatever you prefer. There is nobody in the entire world who has the same genetic situation as you do there is nobody who has the same upbringing as you who has who looks at the world in the same way who has been inspired by the same books and the same music as you so therefore anything that you make will always be unique and will always be special and I think we need to get off of this definition of uniqueness because unique is different for different people you know I've always said that art is subjective you know, like I was just listening to Toni Morrison's interview with Charlie Rose in like the 80s. And, and she's talking about one of her novels, Paradise, which was the first novel she made uh, or she she created after she won the Nobel Peace Prize. 
Uh, and she got two, like, very contradictory reviews in the New York Times. And <laughs> one of them is, like, this is the best work she's ever done. It's, like, it's all an accumulation of, like, the wonderful, empowering woman that we know, and now this is, like, her best work. And the other one was, like, this was just the worst thing. Like, I loved all the things that I loved about her pieces are all the things that I hated about that. You know, like, just super contradictory reviews. And I'm like, wow, this woman is, like, the epitome of African-American literature and she's getting bad reviews sometimes anyway. Um, whereas, you know, ha most of the world thinks she's, like, the best thing that we've ever had. And she's inspired lots of writers to, to write in the way that she does and to experience Black America in the way that she was bold enough to write about, right? But she even deals with, some people like me and some people don't. And she has all the awards in the world, you know? So I think it's just like, we we really weigh too much on needing to be everybody's favorite blank, which is simply impossible. And that heightens this idea that there can only be one person. There can only be one person who does this very thing that's very good. And it makes you not be able to do what you love because you're so worried about what people think about you. Um, and really the truth of it is that anything that you do do is going to be the, muni the most unique thing there ever was <laughs> because no one will ever do it like you. And it sounds cheesy to believe, but it really is true. And we've got so much unlearning to do to actually be able to say those words out loud and believe them because we've created homes in, in fear. We've created a lot of safety in telling ourselves that other people do it better and, and you know, they're that there's no use in us trying to do what we want because it'll never be as good as what someone else thinks is good. And those are all just lies. And um, we just kind of have to get out of our own way and realize that the moment that we decide to be brave is the moment that we can live up to our full, full potential and actually be the unique version of ourselves that we want to be. Lie number two. There's always someone who can do it better. Ah! <laughs> and this kind of is uh, similarly to what I was saying before, like this idea that like there can only be one, right? And it's like, well, I'm not going to be this kind of person because, you know, so-and-so is already doing this and she's got a million albums and like, why would I even do that? Well, could you imagine if, if like all of our favorite artists were like, I'm not going to write that album because so-and-so wrote it better in the 60s and I don't think I'll ever be able to... <laughs> establish myself as a musician in the way that that person did like if we really if we really lived our life that way we become slaves to judgment we become slaves to what people think about us and we can we become slaves to other people's perceptions and then we miss out on all the opportunity and the way that we can contribute to the world with our own uniqueness because we're so worried about what's already in the world right and that's a terrible purposeless way to live life like to be like well nobody needs me nobody needs what I'm putting down and there will always be somebody who needs exactly what you're putting down always there will always be somebody who's inspired by your bravery there will always be somebody who's inspired by the way that you look at life and the way that you create who will be like wow that's inspiring me to go into myself and create something like that but with my spin on it because I actually love what she did but I want to do it like this you know and we should all be so heavily inspired by each other without any ounce of jealousy because there is room for all of us there absolutely is which I think is one of the lies later that I'm getting a little ahead of myself um but 
I think we forget that everyone that we've ever loved in terms of the people that inspire us all were really bad at what they loved at one point and had this compelling, passionate urge to keep going. They had a, they had a consistency to themselves that wasn't necessarily motivated by wanting to be loved and desired, even though maybe that might've been a, a small portion of it, but it really was motivated by the desire to contribute in only the way that they knew how. I think our job in this world, in life, is to figure out who we truly are and fine tune that and contribute to the world in our own unique way. And the only way that we can actually do that is we, if we stop giving a fuck about what people think. That really is the only way. And I think we forget because, you know, social media is full of people's triumphs. We watch our friends who succeed all the time and don't necessarily share when they're not succeeding and then it just kind of becomes it feels like everyone around you is succeeding and you're the only one who's fine-tuning you're the only one who's figuring out the process which another thing is the process is where we truly figure out what we are contributing the process is where we really fine-tune and become passionate and and really grow because we fail and we suck at it and we're like ah this isn't working but I don't know like I still have a passion and a desire to do this and that's when we really create work that we're proud of because we put in the time and we were our toughest critic but we kept going because we knew that we were going against our divine purpose if we weren't creating and I think just this idea that there's always someone who could do it better is just one of the biggest lies in the world because the world needs you. Maybe you don't know how the world needs you yet. You don't know in what shape, form, or matter that the world needs you, but the world needs you. They need what you're putting down. And it's your job as a moral inhabitant of this earth to get to know yourself and to unlock your full potential so that you can figure out in what world. I mean, in what way the world needs you. Lie number three, people are waiting for you to fail. You know what the truth is about that? No one is thinking about you as much as you're thinking about yourself. Truly. We are all just a bunch of fools running around trying to make something of ourselves, trying to give ourselves purpose, trying to make life easier. You know, the purpose of life is to enjoy it and to make it easier and, and to figure out what you were put on this earth to do before your time is up. That's really our only job. And it's a lot easier to do that when you're focusing on yourself than it is when you're focusing on what people think about you. Um, it's so much easier. I know this is a big thing for me. It's so much easier for me to support my friends. I've realized something that is really good <laughs> is that I'm not actually jealous of anyone. I, of course, I want what other people have, but I'm able to compartmentalize that as like, oh, I love that person. Like that person deserves this and they're such a great person and I'm so glad that person's working on that and doing that new thing. And then I'll just internalize it as like, oh, but I wish I was doing that thing. And I, you know, I don't know why it's just not working out for me. And like, when's it gonna be my turn and all those things, but I'm able to really, you know, it's not about, coveting it from someone else it's about like when is it my turn when is it my turn and in doing that I forget that I am a person who's accomplished a lot of things I am a person who has a lot to be grateful for um but 
it's hard for me to focus on my path when I'm busy looking at someone else's. And what is meant for someone else will never be meant for you. I feel like the true, one of like the true antidotes to life is knowing that no one could ever steal anything away from you. No one can ever, ever take what's meant to be yours and you can never take what's meant to be someone else's. Which means that everything that happens to us is so aligned in the way that we were supposed to show up into this earth. Everything that comes into our lives is so perfectly made for us because God doesn't make mistakes. The universe doesn't make mistakes. We were specifically, fine-tunedly, uniquely created. And everything that comes our way is ours, right? So it's just about aligning yourself with this idea that you're actually allowed to have all of your heart's desires, you know, you actually are allowed to be happy in the way that you want to be, right? But it's about really knowing that nobody's in our way except us. Nobody wants us to fail. I mean, you know, if you have somebody who wants you to fail in your life, then that's not a good friend. That's another story, honey. We can get into that another day. But no one is, you know, hoping and wishing on a star that when you finally start up that new business, you're going to fail. And if they are, then they're not in alignment with themselves and their priorities are in the wrong place, right? So I think it's just this idea that we need to start talking to ourselves like we talk to the people that we love. We need to start talking to ourselves like we love ourselves, like we want nothing but the best, like we are badass, divine, incredible, spectacular, do no wrong individuals who actually deserve to, to vibrate at our fullest potential. And that's how we, we, this is something I've been thinking about too, like that's how we receive our blessings, right? If we have a constant positive pattern that's happening in our brains, like good for you girl for getting out of bed today. I know that was hard. I know you're hurting today. I know you're hurting this week. I know this week was really hard, but I'm really proud of you for getting out of bed because you didn't have to do that and you did it because you love yourself, right? And if we talk to ourselves like that all the time, the universe is like, wow, she's like really her biggest supporter. Like she's, <laughs> she's a really big cheerleader for herself. That's really good. Okay, so she really wants these things and she really thinks she can have these things. All right, let's create a path for her to get them. You know, it really is the way that we talk to ourselves influences our life choices. It influences our friends. It influences our relationships. It is such a central part of who we are and how we show up in this world. And it's so important to unlock those negative patterns because that's how we make a home in self-doubt that's how we create safe spaces in negative language right and telling ourselves that we're actually not meant for all the things that we want because it's safe to give up it's safe to say that someone can do it better it's safer to say that people want you to fail right because it's actually really scary to be bold and be like fuck this I really want to do this this is something that's going to make me happy. And if I really don't think about what other people are going to think about that, then I can really vibrate at my fullest potential and live the life that I've always wanted. And the very last lie is holding a tight grip to the future is how you get everything that you want. Take it from a type A crazy person, me. I have always thought that if I planned my life, if I really, really figured out exactly what I wanted and got super specific with it, then I could do no wrong. And being in my 20s, I have learned so much that 
God has a bigger plan for me than I have for myself. And there are so many times where something that I wanted, I get and it shows up in a different way. Or I don't get the thing that I wanted and I get something else that is way better for me. And this could go with career, this could go with love, and this definitely could go with friendships. Um, that you are not in control of what happens to you. You're just in control of the way that you show up. And there's so many beautiful opportunities for us waiting and and things that we don't know about yet because we haven't unlocked that part of ourselves, right? Because there's just so much doubt happening there's there's so much going on in our hearts that's telling us that we can't do something that there's there are opportunities at our grasp that we can't see and that we can't feel because we're too busy telling ourselves that we're not good enough right and I think there's so much good waiting to come into our lives and the only thing getting in the way is us really and there's an aspect to Stepping into who you are, that involves letting go. I think so much of self-doubt comes from the way that we think our lives are supposed to be. The way that we think the plan is going to go. The people that we think we're supposed to be friends with and the jobs we think we're supposed to have. Um, Sometimes we're really selling ourselves short. And we don't know it because we've created homes in self-doubt. And we've sat there and we've told ourselves that it's easier to think this than to actually go for what I want. And we live in these lies and they really dictate everything that we do and we are a slave to them. Um, and it's obviously going to take a lot of unlearning and a lot of unpacking and a lot of figuring things out. But the biggest thing that we could do is let go let go of who we think we're supposed to be, what we think we're supposed to be doing, what we think people think about us. All of those things are completely out of our control. And the only thing that we can control is showing up and saying, no matter what, I love myself and we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. But I'm just going to keep showing up because I deserve to show up for myself. Somebody's got to show up for me. And if no one's going to do it, I'm going to do it. And that's the only thing that we should really be thinking about. So, that being said, I'm going to leave you with little journal prompts that really, really helps me. And now I'm thinking about it, I should probably do it way more often. Um, But I want you to write a list of the lies that you tell yourself. Write a column of all the lies that you tell yourself. And on the right side of the list, write the truths of them. When I did this prompt on my own, it was very telling to me how I let these things run my life. And deep down, I know that they aren't true. But there's something in the middle there that prevents me from stepping into my power. And it's that these lies have been so concrete in my brain that it is very, very hard for me to feel these truths and believe these truths and get them to my core so that I can really be who I want to be. Um, and it's incredibly eye-opening because it, it allows you to learn how negative your self-talk is, how negative your patterns are. And I know for me, it was just like, wow, I've been thinking these things about myself for a very long time. Um, and it was really good for me. And I hope it's really, really good for you. And if you do end up doing it, I hope you share it with me. Let me know. Um, thank you so much for coming and listening to this episode. I think this is a really important topic for young people, for older people who are 
trying to come up with new creative paths and new careers and, you know, just, just for everyone. I think it's so important to have these really difficult conversations about what keeps us from being who we really want to be. So I love you as always. Thank you for showing up. Uh, please subscribe if you feel like you learned something, if you feel like you took something away. Share it on Instagram, share it on Facebook, get the word out. It would be greatly, greatly appreciated. And I'm so glad you're here. And I'll talk to you soon. See ya!